0: Welcome to the Tell Me Something Good podcast, your weekly dose of something inspiring, something entertaining, and something good. We're your hosts, Brett Cortell and Paolo, and together, we want to help you take your life way beyond the ordinary. So lean in, listen up, and let us inspire you.
1: I can see when it's recording because it says recording and starts flashing. Yes. But why, why are you making mouth? Are you going to pull
2: this out? I guess no, this to is staying out in. Out.
1: Oh this is how I love starting the show.
0: And this is when people, like, leave. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: They always stay. Anyway, welcome to episode 11 of, I almost called this the Fit Pod. That's, oof. that's bad. Don't What's the show that's called? Oh, that's yeah. what it's called. Tell me something good. Episode 11, who are you? I'm Brett. I'm anyway. Paolo. Brett from the, the Boiler Room Bunker.
0: That's right. Listen to that alliteration. It sounds good. I was going to
1: say border room bunker in the basement, but that's a bit of a tongue twister.
0: Yep. It's it's good. feels right.
1: (laughs) Anyway, let's keep this train moving. Who do we have with us today?
0: All right. We are chatting today with Jamie Meyer of Live Love Lens Photography. Um, More alliteration, actually. (laughs) And also Live Love Maplewood. We are going to talk all about it. Um, Jamie is up to some really cool things. Um, We are just so impressed with what she's created. But first, I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of her background. Uh, Jamie started her career actually as a social worker in New York City. After which she jumped over to fundraising and volunteer management at a children's nonprofit. And I understand those skills now serve her well because in her photography business she works with a lot of children. And we all know that mm-hmm. wrangling the kiddos for photography or for you know the family pictures is no easy feat. So true. I imagine that very comes true. Um, she started her photography photography business in 2011, shortly after her daughter was born. At that time, and I thought this was so interesting, Jamie, you got your first DSLR camera. Mm-hmm. So this was just in 2011, not that long ago. True. And you created a photo blog. Yeah. She got a lot of positive feedback from friends and family and requests for photo shoots, which led her to take photography classes, which led to the creation of her business, Live Love Lens Photography. Yep. Um, So now, in addition to her photography business, Jamie also runs um, her Instagram feed called Live Love Maplewood, which is also a blog. um, And I understand is now recognized as an official business entity, which I'm not sure I completely understand. So we should talk about that. Um, But if you do have a chance to go to Jamie's Instagram feed, I highly recommend it. Um, Her photography, she's very, very talented. Her photography has a really distinctive style. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, I just, you know, not only is she really kind of like, become a bedrock of this community and somebody who connects people and brings people together but she just inspires so many of us on a daily basis with the beautiful work that she's putting out there even yeah, thank
1: you at that That's point nice. uh, I've, i followed your instagram i think longer than i've known brett and <laughs> i think alex introduced me to it a while back mm. but what i really admire about aside from how great the, the pictures are and everything the, the fact that you can create so much content out of local stuff, because yeah. when I was in real estate, I was trying to do that, but I, trying to think of stuff was like the hardest thing to do. But you just seem to always find something to take a beautiful <laughs> picture of.
2: Well, we live in an interesting place, so I feel like it just lends itself to a lot of content. It does, and, and I think I love about living here.
1: Don't underplay it. There is a, a real skill <laughs> to seeing yeah. something and being able to capture it well.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I was going to agree. I think you have to have like the eye. And just for anyone who doesn't know, her feed specifically um, highlights the beauty of Maplewood and South Orange, New Jersey, um, our two towns. And uh, she uses a lot of vibrant colors. And um, she really does see things that I think often we miss. And that's kind of the fun of it is being right. able to stop and say, oh my gosh, wow, that's where we <laughs> Um, so, Jamie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'd love to hear a little bit about um, early on your New York City days and kind of like <laughs> what led you from um, working in, I don't know if it was a direct transition from social work to, you know, moving out here and having your daughter and all that, um, but I would love to hear kind of how that transition happened.
2: So that transition happened um let's see i worked as a social worker i worked primarily with children and teenagers and families and um I really loved it for many reasons, um, but you know there are also a lot of challenges that came with that type of work. Um, and then I wound up actually moving over to a nonprofit, um, so I could be a little bit more like behind the scenes and not so much like face to face with people. Like I was in a more of an office environment, and um, it was actually a lot of fun. I had a whole like female um, team that I worked on, and uh, but the the mission of the organization um, related to children um, who actually have medical issues. Um, So it was, it was a really great experience, but what happened is then I was about to have my daughter and I just decided to take a little bit of time off and kind of like reevaluate things. So let's see, that was in 2009. So we had moved, we had left New York City at that point, and we were living just outside the Lincoln Tunnel in Union City, New Jersey. (laughs) Um, And we lived there for four years before coming to Maplewood. But at that point, um, you know, I was a full stay-at-home mom for a solid year, where I just, you know, hung out with my daughter and did all the things you do when you're a stay-at-home mom, like go to playgroups and music class and all that stuff when you have an infant. Um, You know, I tried to kind of get out and be as social as possible during. That time, Um, and it was basically after about a year or so of that that I started kind of getting this itch to get back to work and do something um, with you know, kind of use my brain again and, and do all that. So I was like, All right, I have a social work degree, and that's what I'm gonna do. So I went to a few like kind of like networking events and started putting feelers out there to get back into work again, but. I just was not feeling it. Um, It was kind of just this really strong gut feeling like this is not what I want to do. And it made me feel like really bad. And I was like, really trying to figure it out. Like this is not the thought of just going back and doing this. Like while I had great experiences previously, it wasn't that I was like knocking the field or anything. It's an amazing field to be in. But for me at that time, it just felt like, it wasn't the right thing. Um, and I kind of just did a little, like, deep soul searching, and I realized, like, photography was something I'd always, always loved. I did not have a ton of experience with it at all, um, but I knew that I loved it. Um, in college, I did take a few photography classes in which I went into a dark room with film. And mm-hmm. that really, like, I remember that feeling of being in the dark room, and it was like a really, it was kind of like this fire. Like I just felt like very much like connected with it and I was terrible at it, like terrible. Like it took me hours to develop one photo in the dark room. (laughs) Um, It's very complicated and I mean- I was taking like a photography 101 class. Like this was nothing. But I just remember the feeling though, like it was a, it's a very um, strong feeling that I had that this, is, this feels right, like something about this. And I totally sucked at it, like I said. So I said to myself, all right, why don't I take a photography class? Like photography has changed so much, even you know from that time. I mean, this was now 2010, I guess. Um, and when I took the class in college, it was 2000. And, you know, 10 years, that was a huge jump for photography to go into, you know, become digital and all that. So I took a class um, in the city and that was a class that I was only able to take. My mom actually came and babysat my daughter so I could get in the car, hop on the train from where I lived or bus or whatever and get in and take it. Um, So I took a class. It was really inspiring. I learned so much. Um, And I just started playing around with a camera that I had at the time. It was a Canon Rebel And I said, all right, I'm just going to like have fun with this. And it was like something for me to sink my teeth into creatively while I was still kind of figuring out what I was going to do. So I started a blog on Blogspot at the time. And I just started putting up photos that I was taking of whatever, of my daughter, of being out, you know, being out in nature. And um, at the time, you know, Facebook was really... I, uh, what year was this? 2010, I guess. Like Facebook was still in the stages where you could just post something and like everyone saw it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, um, overcrowded with articles and ads and everything. It was like, so beginning stages still. So I would just post my blog spot link on Facebook and I would post my photos. And again, like back then everyone saw everything you posted, at least that's what it felt like at the time. So because of that, I was able to spread the word that um, you know I have this hobby and I'm really excited about it and check out my photos. Um, so I did get a few, uh, you know, I got you know friends and everyone being supportive and saying they like the photos and following along and all that. And then um, I started to get um, some inquiries for professional work, and I remember being so shocked, number one, and two, just obviously having so much self doubt, like this is not something I can do and I don't know what I'm doing and all that. Um, But I did, you know, a couple of people took a chance on me and I don't even know if I charged them at the beginning. Maybe it was free. Maybe it was just kind of a, I don't remember exactly, but I did a few shoots to kick things off. And I realized like, I really, really, really loved it. Um, But again, like so much self-doubt and just kind of feeling very much like I'm a, you know, I'm, a, I'm a fake basically. Like I felt like I was such a fraud, um, because I was not, you know, educated really all that much. And a lot of it was self-taught. Um, so it just kind of felt strange in the beginning. And so I, that was basically 2011 is when I fully started my business deciding this is what I'm going to do. Like it took, How
1: long was, sorry, how long was it from first post on the blog? Oh, to that, that point.
2: Oh, that's a good question. It's maybe like, that, maybe like a, nine months, okay. something like that.
1: Because like where you were at that time is where so many creatives mm-hmm. are Right.
2: and then they never yeah. make that
1: leap either because of self-doubt or just. Yeah. They, I mean, you know, honestly,
2: I don't know I mean, that I went, I was going to go seeking out the work. I think because it kind of came in my direction yeah. that it felt, it felt like it was more acceptable to do, um, at the time, also, I will say a lot of it had to do with where I was at in my life, like the fact that I had like a 18-month-old and I had a lot of friends surrounding me who were also in that phase, who had young kids and who were interested in photos. Yeah. And then also, um, we lived in Union City, but most of my life was pretty much based in Hoboken, which is like a hotbed for young families. So there was also a lot of families that I was surrounded by socially, just through acquaintances. And... Um, It was kind of this sort of community that I think also supported the idea of Mm. family photos and get and taking photos of your little kids. So that's also I think was in my favor. Um, because I wound up a lot of my clients in the beginning were my friends. And I mean still are Mm. in many ways, but that was really like, you know, who we were socializing with on a regular basis, became my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I I, so that's what happened. I wound up taking photos of kids. Yeah so kids is really where, you know, I, I love hanging out with kids and babies. Um, so that's what really kind of, that's where my business really started from, um, at that point in my, in my life. Would you say,
0: do you still focus on, to me, it seems like you do mostly families, but that could be incorrect. Mm what does your business still use? Do you still shoot? A lot yeah, of-
2: I do a lot of, I do a lot of families and kids. Um, and in the last couple of years, I've started to do a lot more personal branding photography as well and capturing small businesses, which I really like. And I think that also connects with the, the local passion that I have for our communities. I would say most of my clients who I've done photos with in that category are are based in Maplewood and South orange too. So I feel like that also links that interest that I have in, small business, um, particularly female-owned small businesses, um, and so that's really fun because I get to also tell stories um, through, through images of what our small business owners and entrepreneurs are doing.
0: Here's a question for you. Um, so this is more kind of like a behind-the-scenes question. Um, when you went from being a full-time stay-at-home mom to starting your own business, how was that transition with your husband? <laughs> um, did you guys need to have like a conversation or like, what, what did that look like?
2: So it's funny you say that. Cause it was actually his idea. Wow. he was actually the, he was actually the one that said, maybe you should do a, start this as a business, but that comes with a, but because he's also so like business oriented and financially oriented and logical. And like, I'm, we're so different in that way. So he was like, but you need to know what you're doing to run a business. And I was like, uh, <laughs> which is still my answer a lot of times. Um, although I've gotten better, but, um, yeah, so it was actually partly his idea. I mean, it was like a joint thing, but he was kind of like, yeah, I mean, all right, you're going to do this. Like, you know, owning a business is like a big deal. And I was like, yeah, I know I'll figure it out. Um, so yeah. So in the beginning, I feel like it was pretty seamless, but as I got into doing more photo shoots, especially on the weekends, like it was like, he was the primary care- caretaker on the weekends. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of times like shoots would be in the morning with a, you know, especially with families with young kids. So a lot of times he had, a, but it was kind of nice cause he then would have a lot of time with um, our daughter um, in the beginning. And then I got like busier and busier and then we had a second child and like that definitely gets a little harder just cause there's a lot of, you know a lot of a lot more commitments that you have, yeah, um, so we work it out. He's really supportive of it um you know it's it has its it has its ups and downs, like there's i don't know if you want me to get into like the balance,
0: yeah, actually, I do I have to hear about that. I think that's something, especially um you know, I was thinking about it yesterday, there was like a big headline in New York I mean this isn't like a huge shocking announcement, but there's a- <laughs> Big headline in the New York Times that it was forty-five percent of men think they are doing most of the homeschooling right now
2: for their kids, and three
0: percent of women agree
2: <laughs> with that. With that wow, I did not see that. Um, That'd be very interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's there's more and more like now that they've been able to compile some of the data over a couple weeks, like it's the the numbers are showing that women are like in huge numbers taking on now like. the homeschooling, everything at home, in addition to working now, you know? So I think we all, you know, we don't need to go into, like, gender equality right now, but I do think right now, like, at the moment, something that I think all of us are struggling with is is this concept of balance, right? Um, Right. And I, you know, I would love to hear how you're dealing with (laughs) it, maybe just in the past few years, but then also
2: right now. Yeah. So in the past you know, once I started my business and then I think, I feel like the peak of the stress was when we moved here and I had an eight month old and it was also when my business was doing really well. So this was in 2013, okay. so almost seven years ago, which is crazy. But um, in 2013, my business was doing really well. This was after a couple years of starting it in the Hoboken community pretty much, and then moving here. And I wanted to really, you know, make sure I was going to get new clients here. And I had this baby and we just moved and it was like totally crazy. And it was very hard to get anything done and to feel like I was, you know, holding it together. I did take a little bit of time off at that time um, when he was more of an infant. So when we moved here though, I was um, really like excited to get things going. So yeah, definitely, you know, it took a little while to get, some clients here, but I also knew some people here already. And then I had clients like who were moving to this area. Um, so the balance, though, is so hard. I mean, I remember just staying up super late at night with my laptop, like editing photos, and just it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. I had very little time during the day with the baby, as I was the you know, um, we didn't really have like much of a babysitter or anything. <laughs> um, so it's really hard. I'm really stressful and. That was not, you know, those couple of years, I feel like were so tough. And then once he got into more of like a full-time preschool and my daughter was getting older, like I feel like I was able to find the hours more to get work done, but very challenging. Yeah. Very, very challenging, really exhausting and stressed out. And, um, you know, there were also so many times, like I just wanted to throw in the towel because- Ask that, like, how did you keep going? Yeah, many times. I mean, it's just, I would hit like a lot of roadblocks, just, you know, feeling like I- there's just so many aspects of running a business that, um, you know, one does not just know, <laughs> um, you know, that takes a lot of, um, most people take classes for that or, you know, have a mentor that really understands business. I mean, I was kind of doing this all on my own and, you know, it can be very overwhelming. Um, So first, I'd say kind of functioning in that way for several years, but finding more time to get the work done while my kids were in school definitely helped to alleviate a lot of stress and feel like I can kind of balance in quotes, balance things better. Um, and just learning a lot along the way, uh, you know, in the beginning of course, which is, you know, kind of to be expected, but like, you know, I charged a lot less than I really felt, you know, now I look back and realize that was not probably the best idea, but it's, it's so tricky. Like when you start a business and especially Talking as that, a creative,
1: when did you get to the point yeah. where you, you felt comfortable charging what you were worth? Cause that's something else a lot of people struggle with.
2: Yeah. Well, that's so hard. Cause I feel like as I got better, I felt like my worth went up. And as I kind of understood my business, I feel like my worth went up. Like in the beginning, it was sort of really hard to wrap your head around charging people. Yeah. You know, you kind of start off charging really low because, which honestly I think in my case, like I was really learning as I was going and I think that that's okay. You know, um, but lately, I mean, in the past couple of years, it's only really in the past couple of years that I feel like I'm actually yeah. making what I should be making.
1: Uh, some a, a lot of people struggle with that too. I I know for me, it wasn't until I opened the gym that I yeah. would feel comfortable just saying this is the price, right? Not haggling. Very down. uncomfortable,
2: mm-hmm. and I mean, it's, I find it very uncomfortable. But also because so many of my clients are personal relationships, so that <laughs> makes it even harder. <laughs> um really
1: hard also learn the little tricks you know what i usually charge is this but for you i'll do this
2: yeah there's that right i mean i've i've become a lot more confident in my pricing and um what i've learned really is that you know your clients will will support you and be your clients if they're meant if they're Mm -hmm. meant to be your clients like there are plenty of people that you know don't and, or won't for, you know, whatever it is. They either don't value, you know, photography in the same way or it's just not a priority for them or, you know, obviously people also have different financial situations. So, you know, it kind of, um, like for me, I feel like, um, like it has to be worth it. You know, it's so hard. I also try to give back a lot to community yeah. organizations, and I feel like I give a lot of my time to that too. So it's like at the end of the day, I'm like, I need to get paid. Of course. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I guess there is that is the supply and demand, right? If you're if you've built up enough of a following, you can justify the price because you're like, all right, if they won't take it, the next one will. Yeah. Well. But yeah. that is hard. That is something I know a lot of creatives struggle with. Um, people I know in the music business, absolutely. Um, just any small business, it's very hard to find that confidence to say this is what I'm worth now instead of exactly. off, maybe I'll do 50% off this time.
2: And the yeah. photography world has also changed so much over the last several years that there are so many photographers now doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't start it. Tr- I mean, obviously I'm following like a trend, you know, um, a lot of moms specifically became photographers starting it around the time I did. Um, I was
1: actually kind of going to ask you along that line of, um, have you found technology has made the, your space more crowded now because
2: iPhone yes. cameras are so good? Are people a you thousand can- times a percent, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, you know, the accessibility to cameras yeah. once digital photography became mainstream and people can buy their own cameras and really good ones at that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Photography is so much more accessible now and there's so many online courses you could take and there are endless, you know, it's just endless. Um, so yes, it's, it's definitely, I mean, I feel like, you know, in the beginning also, that was part of my self doubt was like, I'm just kind of another mom starting a photography business, which is kind of true. (laughs) Um,
0: and so smart, I mean, whether you like did this intentionally or not, I do feel like You've totally carved out your own thing. I mean, Oh yeah. I really feel like you're, you're, what you're offering is like a premium experience because of all that you do and your visibility and what you've created.
2: Thank you. I mean, I really like, I feel like for me, my number one thing is like customer service. <laughs> I feel like if you can't, you know, engage with your clients and respect them and, you know, kind of just go above and beyond to make sure that it is like a totally amazing positive experience from beginning to end. Like that is my main goal. Um, and I feel like, you know, that's, that I think sets me apart a little bit just in terms of how I try to connect with my clients and, um, but I obviously want them to have a really amazing finished product too. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a lot to learn. It's a lot to figure out. Um, But yes, there's to go back to your initial question. There's so many photographers. I mean, in our community, there's tons, 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 tons. And like it grows every year and I know most of them. And I think it's a very respectful, like awesome community.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so that's great. I mean, you know, we all have to support each other and lift each other up or else we're screwed. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like, honestly, there is enough work to go around. Like, you cannot get mm-hmm. caught up in worrying about that and about worrying about what the other person's doing. Like, you just have to do you and figure out kind of what your thing is and what your message is going to be and how you connect with people. And that's all you can do.
0: Yep. I mean it's just like gyms in the area. It's just like health coaching. There's five million health coaches here. There's five million gyms. But what happens is that people go where go to their place. Right. Yeah. Everywhere yeah. has their own individual personality and that's where people go. So I think I agree with you. I think there really is a place for everyone.
2: And I also think we kind of a lot of us like share clients too. Yeah. There's yep. plenty of times people need, you know, they'll do a headshot with one photographer or a family photo with another one. And that's cool too. You know, like, I feel like that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's important. I, I feel very lucky to be part of a really supportive community. Um, and when it comes down to the photographers here and the other creatives here, there's a lot of support and love, which is very, I would think pretty is pretty unique.
1: So talking i oh yeah, sorry, happy. I was just saying, talking of crowded spaces, I'm kind of trying to get over to the Instagram stuff now. Yeah,
0: yep, me too. Um,
1: when did you join Instagram? Because it really, <laughs> was, I mean, it was for photo, you know, for pictures initially, instead of, you know, come. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to know if do do you, did you and do you use it for business promotion purposes, or is it more of like just for you?
2: Right. So. Yes. So the Instagram thing is, has evolved so much. So when I first joined Instagram, I really, I knew nothing about it. I remember a friend telling me about Instagram and being like, oh, you got to do this. And I was like, what? I don't know. Uh, It's another thing. And she was like, no, it's amazing for, for, like, especially since you're a photographer. And I was like, okay, fine. So I remember I took my very first picture and I didn't realize, I think when you, at the time, like, I don't know if you took a picture within the app or something, like it posted right away. I don't think I realized that. And I remember like posting a couple of things and being like, wait, this is posted. <laughs> do see this? What do you mean? Anyway. Um, so I was using my, so I have two Instagram accounts. One is live love lens.
1: Are you, okay. I'm about to follow that right now. And
2: that. that is more of like my personal life and my kids and my portrait Photography business. So, like when I do photo shoots with families and people, that's where those photos go. I post things of my kids. It's kind of a mishmash. I mean, it's probably, you know, it's definitely not like a very curated um, type of look, but I really don't care because that's what works for me. <laughs> but um, so it's kind of a mix of all things. Then the other account is Live Love Maplewood, and that is all the local stuff. Um, So I started Live, Love, Lens first. That was my first Uh Instagram. And I had that, I guess, for when did Instagram really get started? When was that? 2012, maybe, was when I was really getting into it, I think. Mm -hmm. trying to remember, to be honest. Um, Yeah, probably about that. It was, I feel like around 2012, where I started getting into it just with the Live, Love, Lens account. But it was totally just for take a picture and post it. There was no like people at that time. I think we're just getting started with like, these are my beautiful photographs from the last year. And now I'm going to put them on Instagram. Like it was Mm -hmm. supposed to be (laughs) the idea behind it was like, you take a picture in that moment and post it like hence the Insta. Right. It's obviously become something very different, but at the time It was, I mean, totally just for fun. Like no one, I didn't know any, there was no hashtagging or follow, it was nothing like that. It was purely just another place to post a photo. Um, And then when I moved here, so I moved here in June and by September, October, I started Live Love Maplewood. And the reason for it was that I did like Instagram and I would, you know, I'll check it out all the time and I noticed there was zero photos of Maplewood and South Orange on it and at the time I remember I, I would click the hashtag like hashtag Maplewood hashtag you know just you can click a hashtag and yeah. see who else is posting with that and it was nothing 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 at all hmm. um and I was like huh there's no photos of Maplewood and South Orange on Instagram like it's such a beautiful place there's so much awesome stuff happening here like this needs to be on a social platform. So I was like, "All right, I'm just going to start this." And actually, shout out to my husband again; he helped me come up with "Live Love Maplewood." Yeah, how did you do? What? How
0: did you come up with that? Because I wanted
2: to use the "Live Love" again. How and did you do live love? I don't know that. That I came up with "Live Love Lens." I mean, obviously, there's "Live Love," like you know, that's not. I yeah. didn't exactly create that. <laughs>
0: live, laugh, live laugh love.
2: Yeah. There's actually an hilarious video a friend sent me recently of someone's I I house. Did you I see it? Know. Oh <laughs> my god! She oh, I was like, it. "That's at the top of my head." I was dying. It was like every every decor in the house said "Live, Laugh, love, love, love" on it or I'm something. Love, oh love. my god! I was. It was so funny. <laughs> well, um, I Haven't seen it. We all sent it you. Wouldn't that be funny if that was my house? I was like, trick you." Yeah, that's actually my house. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I just live love maplewood came to be from that. Um, and it's funny because, you know, there's so much, obviously Maplewood South Orange, right? Like we're two towns and it's one community. But at the time, I don't think I like really understood that so much, or maybe I would have called it live, love, Soma or something else, but whatever. Live, love, Maplewood has a ring to it. I'm not changing it anytime soon, (laughs) but it does include all things Maplewood and South Orange. But, uh, yeah, so I just decided like I wanted to start it because again, Like this place just lends itself to so many beautiful photos and stories, and I just wanted to put that out there. I feel like it was an opportunity to kind of spread joy and celebrate this amazing place. And again, because no one was doing it, like I felt like it was a great opportunity to kind of to start it, I had no intentions of doing anything with it other than just posting like pretty pictures. Like there was no zero plan, zero. Um, and it took a while to take off. Cause I feel like also Instagram was really not all that popular yet, especially with like the over 30 crowd. Yeah. So in the last few years, I feel like it's become a lot more, um, I don't know what the word is, popular or
1: just, (laughs) (laughs)
2: you know, um, yeah. So it's been really fun. I mean, I still primarily use it for a photography platform, but also like a storytelling platform. I think that that piece has come out a lot more in the last year or two when I decided to profile local people who are doing amazing things. Um, and I used the hashtag Soma Awesome. It was like Soma combined with awesome to share stories of people who are really selfless and charitable. Um, and then during this time with this you know, craziness we're living in, I started to do some interviews with local people along the same lines who are also being extremely you know, selfless and helping our community and making an impact.
0: And tell us about that. Is this the Intubation Project?
2: So I've done three so far. Um, The first one was with Flag, which are which is an organization locally run by three South Orange women who are connecting restaurants and meals with hospital workers. So that's an amazing initiative. There are several chapters of Flag. It's not just in Maple South Orange. I think the first one was in Chatham. uh, Chatham and Summit, but um, the women from South Orange started here and they're doing incredible, incredible things because it's giving money both to the restaurants and our in, in our communities and also then feeding hospital workers. So that's amazing. And then the second one was with um, Jake Ezzo from South Orange Middle School and uh, one of his colleagues and also to in. Uh, they're doing the Face Shield Project. Yes. Um, it's called the Soma NJ Printing Alliance and they are uh, making face shields for hospital workers. And that's amazing because there's a huge volunteer task force of residents of both Mayfield and South Orange and beyond who are actually helping to assemble and print the visors on 3D printers and then assemble the mat, uh, face shields and get them out to hospitals. So that's pretty amazing. And actually, the governor just mentioned them um, a couple hours ago on his press conference. Uh-huh. Oh, that's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah, it was very cool. So yeah, that's an incredible initiative. And then the latest one was the um, intubation boxes that are being made by um, people in South Orange who are you know making these pieces and delivering them to hospitals that's to protect medical staff during um, the intubation process mm-hmm. for of COVID patients. So those are the three I've done so far. I have a couple more lined up. Um, so yeah, that's been fun cause that's totally new. I've never done like a zoom interview. <laughs> Any interviews that I did with people previously were more, first of all, like definitely much more like lighthearted subjects. Like i found. um, I've interviewed people like about their Halloween decorations and about like things that are kind of just fun and like make maple and South orange really unique. Yeah, um, but I love you know, those those, pictures. yeah, so those topics are much more lighthearted, obviously yeah. than what's going on currently. Um, but yeah, so those have been fun too. And I feel like the whole point of that is really just to, you know, raise awareness for these causes that people are working on and just also like highlight how amazing our communities are and how there are so many awesome people here that are willing to step up and make an impact for their neighbors and for people who are less fortunate. And I just feel like that is an incredible thing that I want to share with people.
1: Oh, so what's, what's really struck me this with this conversation um, it's just that I think the reason you are successful is because you have put the process and the love of what you do before money the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The very beginning, just from everything you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applaud you for that because that really is the key to success. And a lot of people don't, don't figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ha- Has that been something that was difficult for you? I mean, it seems like it's kind of just like intuitively what you, you want to do you just love what you yeah do. I
2: mean this is just something I've been wanting to do uh you know I just want to do for the community um mm-hmm. I have partnered with some businesses and I have turned it into a little bit of a business just in the last year or so um up until this time which now I'm sort of it's on the back burner but up until this time I was um doing like sponsored posts and sponsored stories and things like that from from local businesses who want to, to put themselves out there more on my, um, social platforms. So I was doing that, um, with some restaurants and some, you know, just other businesses. So when I have a contest, let's say, um, recently, like, again, this is really only the last like year, year and a half maybe. Um, but when I have a contest, like those businesses are sponsoring that. That's cool. so there is a bit of a you know business aspect it's to it
1: money. It's so just you're, influence.
2: you're an influencer yeah
1: exactly
2: I, mean, I definitely consider
0: you an influencer and i know that that word gets like <laughs> connotations but it really shouldn't because it's a funny word i know it's a funny word but like there's all different kinds of influencers um, yeah and i do consider you a local influencer yeah right? Oh and and a positive one not you know you don't have to be like a fashion person to be right, right 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 um, totally
2: yeah i mean yes this is something that i totally do out of the goodness of my heart but like you know there's kind of got to be a line somewhere <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, and that's actually that was actually that stuff has actually been very successful, and I think um, it's really nice. It's kind of validating because I think that businesses know that people will respond well, yeah. and um, I've gotten a lot of really great feedback from all of those collaborations. Um, so yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah. We'll see how that kind of. how how that can kind of proceed in the next... Right.
0: That's all shifting.
2: Yeah, it's Um, totally shifting. I mean, right now, I just feel like I want to use my following to just spread light and joy as much as i can because that's something we all need to get through this time so really focusing on like positivity and happiness but also keeping it real like i feel like i try to also do some posts that are kind of real and like let's not all be you know fake with each other like this is reality um and i think that's important too You know, I think people want to see like the real side of things. Um, But the real side of things for me is that, yeah, it's real, but I'm also like trying to be really positive and find beauty and joy. And I think if we, you know, can find those things, but also like spread those things to each other and in our community, we'll be better off.
0: Yep. I completely agree. And I think, especially right now, like you said, it's just so great to have feeds like yours and, and influences like yours.
2: Yeah. And there is a lot of good news. There really is. And there is a lot of, th- a lot of positive things to focus on. And again, that was also part of the inspiration for doing these interviews because, you know, it's that famous quote from Mr. Rogers, like look for the helpers. Yes. Um, yeah. And I feel like that has gotten me through a lot of tough times, that quote. Because there always are helpers and there always are amazing people who are making a positive impact. And for me, I feel like I need to focus on that as much as yes. I can.
0: Well, I think, too, one of the challenges right now is, um, you know, with all of us being quarantined in this area, hopefully people are quarantining, um... We're all so isolated, so right. it's really hard to know what's even going on outside mm-hmm. of our own four walls. Yeah, um, You know, like I, my son had a little like snafu the other day and we had to go to
2: clinic. Oh, I saw that on your clinic. Everything's fine. It's like, yeah.
0: but like, you know, it just was a real wake up call because I was like, oh my right. gosh, you know, it was one of the, I've, I've gone out of the house like a handful of times. Right. You know? Right. And, and I was like, this is like an alternate universe going on right now. Right. Down the street. Right. I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, you know who I didn't even, I knew that this was all happening, but when you're kind of, when you really see it and you hear yeah. these stories Absolutely. of these people on the front lines, it really, it almost like it's devastating in a way, but it also like helps me kind of like get a grip on my own perspective. Right. I'm yes. like, Check your privilege. Stop complaining about like yeah. your your ridiculous luxury of staying <laughs> home.
1: Right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. like while all
0: these people are day in day out like. You know I, I wanted to rip the mask off after like 30 minutes and they're in like hazmat suits for I know time. It's
2: absolutely true there's um, so. we are very very privileged right now and I think I even said that in one of my posts like we are safe at home yeah. and that's the most important thing right now there are so many people who do not have that privilege and that's it's so important to, to remember that
0: yeah and I appreciate your feed for highlighting all the people that are doing good and um, yeah, helping us remember the beauty of what's yeah. what it looks like outside <laughs> in really. the village. Yeah, uh, and I
2: and I love seeing everyone else's post too. I always I try to encourage people like post your pictures and tag Live Love Maplewood so that I can see them and share them and we can all experience each other's joy. Yeah.
0: Um, so what what's your favorite part of all this?
2: I I would say things like this, like meeting people and having conversations with people in our community. I feel like because of the Instagram thing, I have met so many people and it's really, really, that's the best part. You know, I love living here. I love meeting people here and think there's such a unique common thread that we all share kind of like a certain value system or priorities and, um, so meeting people has really been the best part. I've met so many people and I have to say I pretty much like them all.
0: Good <laughs> sign. It's, it's a good sign.
2: <laughs> I can't say that about, you know, every stage of my life or every place I lived, but here I really I really truly feel that way. Mm.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Um so Kind of as we wrap things up here, what we do on the show toward the end is we always ask our guests to tell us something good. Um, So I would love to hear from you. What is something good that you can tell us today?
2: Well, something good is, I mean, I kind of feel like I've said this already, but I will repeat it, is that there are always good people to combat the bad. Um, And I think it's so important to remember that because I feel like a lot of times we all are like, this world's crazy and everyone's crazy and there's so many bad things. And, Mm. you know, yes, we can all go down that path. Um, But I think to remember and to really focus on positive News, um, focus on the good people, remind yourself that there are many amazing humans that surround you. And I find that that's really important for me. Like, I focus on a lot of positive news sources. There are so many great ones. So, follow some good news. John Krasinski's show, amazing. His Instagram feed is full of positive stuff. Follow, um, I think it's called the Good News Movement. Um, There's several more. But I can't think of them on the top of my head. I'm sorry. Um, I'll put those in our notes for sure. Yeah, I'll send you the rest of them too if you want to add them. Like, there's so much sad activity. That what?
1: It's so sad that we have to go looking for it, though.
2: Yeah. Well, you don't have to look for though, because, you know, my Instagram is highlighting lots of positive stuff happening right down the street. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. So I would just say the good, th- the good thing to share is that there is a lot of good around you. And if you have to make it a point to seek those things out and make sure that's what those are the messages that are going into y- your brain, go for it.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. So Jamie, where can we find you? Could you just sort of repeat where we can find you right yeah. now, and what you're working on right now?
2: So my Instagram is live, love, Maplewood and live, love lens. Those are all, um, you know, Two separate accounts, but all one word. And then I have a website, livelovelens.com. And on there, you'll find my blog, um, which I've been doing a lot more lately. And that is including like all the interviews and different things that I've been doing and sharing positivity and all that. And I'm on Facebook, Live Love Lens Photography, which I post on pretty often as well. And that's it. When it's when we're not in quarantine, you find me walking around Maplewood a lot. That's out large.
0: Look forward to seeing you
1: a a little bit too.
2: Yeah. Milburn too. Yep. I do love Milburn. Absolutely. I feel like Milburn is, you know, an extension of. of In some way. Yeah. I love Milburn. Um, Yeah. So I'm out and about all the time at every, of, you know, most like events and community things and, uh, who knows? Who knows what the next few months will hold? But at least the weather is getting warmer, and we can um, enjoy spring and summer in some capacity. Yes.
0: Yep. The weather is everything, right?
2: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: All right, Jamie. Well, thank you so much for being here with mm-hmm. us today.
2: Thank you, guys, for having me. This was such a fun treat. You know, this is my very first podcast. Oh really? Isn't it? really? I can't believe that. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I've been asked to do a couple from like local people, but I don't know if their shows are just kind of like still getting started or whatever. Um, But this was my first like official one.
1: Wow. We are so happy to have you. Tell me something good show comes knocking. You answer that door.
0: That's
2: right. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks again, Jamie. And I thank you guys. Thanks everybody. Take care.
2: Bye.
0: Bye.